Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Recording. We're recording. Yay. (laughs) This is dance that you're doing in your seat. Welcome everyone. Welcome to Two Black Girls One Rose, where two black ass girls invade the whitest show on earth. The, the Bachelor. Bachelor. I'm Natasha. And I'm Justine. <laughs> and we have a very exciting special episode. Today. We're super pumped to do this. Yeah. Um, so we don't have an interview. We obviously don't have a season to recap right now. <laughs> So instead, we're going to do a deep dive into some pretty major like dating and relationship themes mm-hmm. that came up during Ari's season. Um, and we're also going to, in the process, you know, give a little insight into our New York City uh-huh. dating lives. Get to learn us a little bit more and then also just talk about some themes that came up, but things that we all encounter in dating in general. Yeah. No, I'm nervous. I'm excited. Oh my god. I'm a little nervous by what I might reveal. <laughs> but that's what we're here for, so Yeah. Whatever. Right. Yeah. So yes, we'll get to that juicy stuff. Yep. But first, church announcements. Yay! Look out in your programs. So guys, we got some great emails this week. Some really good emails. Yeah, they're really nice. Um Nia emailed us. Nia, um, who we're going to dive into her email during Bachelor News, actually. Yes. But Nia, at the very end of her email, said she can't wait until we have sponsors. And girl, that is the best compliment we have ever gotten. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much. Us too. Yes. Um, then Shell emailed us. Hey, Shell. Um, and Shell actually reminded us that Claire is latina her mom is mexican and we saw it on juan pablo's season mm-hmm. which is one of my favorite hate watch the seasons seasons ever Woo! Yeah. he was terrible god um yeah totally didn't remember that claire was mm-hmm. uh what did it say mexican mexican half mexican half mexican mm-hmm. um and they don't play latin drums when she comes on screen right the way they do to be honest right so, yeah you weren't reminded mm-hmm. constantly and then, 
like delve into these like tangents that we can go off. Oh, yeah. Like, let's bring it back. Yep. Bring no, it back. bring it back to okay. our lovely listeners. Yep. Um, Dylan, who's emailed us before, who is from, I believe, Germany, Dylan? Shout out to Germany. Yeah. And, you know, obviously white. Um, <laughs> and she emailed us with a really, really interesting theory about Rachel season, about the black men on the season. Mm-hmm. And she said that basically they picked men who could be easily who could easily fall into stereotypes mm-hmm. so that Rachel would not pick a black man. And I've asked the question before, is ABC ready for black on black love? Mm. Clearly not. Clear obviously not. <laughs> obviously not. Um and she actually had theories on almost every black guy in the house. Um Josiah became this arrogant and overly sexualized aggressive guy and you know how I in particular feel about Josiah. (laughs) But it's funny because that same little stereotype came Mm -hmm. up on Winter Games. It came up on Winter Games. It Mm -hmm. also came up on Becca's fucking intro when that guy came up to her and was like, ooh, you look like a piece of chicken. What did he say? Oh, he put himself in that one. He did. (laughs) He did. But he seems to be like one of those guys who could like easily fall into like, oh, the stereotype. Mm -hmm. Um... Demario was untrustworthy to say the least, girl. Mm-hmm. Oof. Um, Kenny was an angry black man, and so was Eric in different ways. And Eric, you know, I could go on and on about my boo, but Eric was the one who was really honest about his background and about poverty in the black community, about the, how he didn't have a father growing up, he was raised by women, all kinds of things, mm-hmm. and was painted to be this kind of innocent, um, immature one. Um, and just wasn't treated, she says, Dylan says, wasn't treated as career-minded. Mm-hmm. Which we found very interesting. Natasha found out. Yes. So one thing I always noticed when I was watching the show, um, Eric is a personal trainer. Mm-hmm. His career was listed as personal trainer. Peter, also a personal trainer. Definitely. His career was listed as entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. What's the difference? Right. Like... They both could be entrepreneurial, right? Uh, personal trainers. As a personal trainer, you tend to kind of run your own little business. Mm-hmm. Why did Eric get just personal trainer? Why did you know Peter get entrepreneurial? So when Dylan said that in her email about him not being painted as like career minded mm-hmm. or like this immature kind of like guy who's just getting his life together type of shit, I immediately thought of that. And Peter is now exclusively doing personal training or group classes. Mm-hmm. And my Eric has a podcast and still doing personal mm-hmm. training. Mm-hmm. Entrepreneur, thank you. <laughs> so Where was his credit? Huh. Just saying. You want to talk about doing twice as much, getting half as much. Yep. And then, and at the very end, she said a very definitive point where she said, I feel like ABC treated traded the progress of a, ba- a black bachelorette for the promise that they would reinforce stereotypes about black men and ensure that Rachel would not choose a black man. Ooh. Mm. And this, I mean, this directly relates back to what we talked about on last episode mm-hmm. with our, um, Rachel's interview with Houston Chronicle where yep. she said she was disappointed in the black men that were casted for her and... She reminded them she's only ever dated black men before, mm-hmm. so I guess she was hoping they'd come with something a little bit, you know, better. <laughs> yeah. 
and yeah, that's what they that's what they cast. Yeah, some I'm sure very nice guys. But oh yeah, fell very easily into these stereotypes, mm-hmm. and the intentionality behind their casting wasn't as fruitful. I would right, say. right. Leave it at that. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Dylan, for that perspective. That was mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. And then Lauren emailed us with some fun tea. We're getting back to the fun. Mm-hmm. Um, where on E News Instagram post about Dean and Leslie's breakup, how our girl CN did a little comment mm-hmm. and said that Dean slid into Baby Becca or Becca M's DMs. Mm. Gross. Mm. First of all, not surprising. Second of all, <laughs> like <laughs> uh, everybody yeah, sliding yeah. into Becca M's DMs, probably. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then Dean mm-hmm. posted a photo with Dan. Um, I think it was at Coachella. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Yeah, he like like I guess it was soon after she did her little shady comments on the E News and oh. posted a picture of the two of them at Coachella and then ha- like said something in the comments like uh look at us in our awkward petty pose or oh yeah. oh okay mm-hmm. oh, his right. version of shade so wow <laughs> okay i didn't even get it yeah. okay well all right <laughs> dean that was a great try <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's it for the church announcements this week all right well you guys know what time it is mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh god time's getting hard Time for the Peter and Eric update! Oh gosh. Peter ain't doing not a damn thing. He's going to baseball games all of the time. <laughs> like, this is his favorite, like, Saturday night activity. Or not even just that, like, Tuesday night activity. Anytime wow. I go on his Instagram story, he's, like, at another baseball game. Oh, my God. Whatever team is out there, I don't know. Right? Like, who cares? Who cares? Oh, my but God. That's what he's up to. All right. Well, <laughs> you know. Same with my boo, just looking delicious on Instagram. And he uh, went to Coachella. Indeed. And he saw Beyonce, and I didn't. So that's something. <laughs> that's news. <laughs> that's news. That's that's about it. Yeah. Yep. All right. Shout out to Beyonce, by the way. Oh. And that just I don't even, I can't even go into. I know I can't even description of what I watched. Wreck. Yeah. Oh my god. If anybody has a link. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Because the one that we were using got removed, so mm-hmm. any links for Beyonce's performance? Please yes. send that through. Thank you. <laughs> In other Bachelor news, um, so yeah, a bunch of people were at Coachella. We saw Cien with Kendall. They went together. Dean, whose birthday it is today, FYI, mm-hmm. um, was there with, I don't know if he's with Alex. Alex the Hot Russian. Oh, um, Yeah. Okay. But they were, like, photographed together. Alex was wearing Fine. a short-sleeved short suit. Oh, a romper? Not the romper. It was, like, separates. Oh. <laughs> like oh. pants. Oh, okay. That were shorts. And, and then, then a short-sleeved, short-sleeved blazer. Oh. Matching. Just riding out. That sounds warm. <laughs> Very warm. That sounds aggressively warm. Uh, yeah. But that was his... You know what? People go crazy with their Coachella They outfits. do. There was a lot of man-thigh out <laughs> man thigh. This, this week. Because I think their shorts... I don't know men's fashion too much, but I feel like their shorts are getting shorter. And so do I! Yeah. They're getting shorter. Yeah, you guys. And... And by you guys, I mean the males. Like, you guys. <laughs> if you got nice legs, I'm not opposed. A lot of you yeah. out here like some booty gutters. Like... <laughs> I mean, I don't need like down to the knee '90s. Oh yeah, no. like 
shorts anymore. So I can do the little shorter yeah. if you got the legs for it. No, right. And it's not too short. Yeah. Then yeah, if it's not too questionable. short, it's yeah. fine. Yeah. And if it doesn't give you a moose knuckle. Oh, jeez. A moose knuckle? Yeah, that's what it's called. Ah, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> but that is horrible, that sound. <sighs> um, so yeah, tons of people at Coachella. Um, other news. So shout out to Nia. Mm-hmm. Who sent us um, or made us aware of this? So Olivia Caridi, who is from Ben Higgins season, um, she was the villain, quote unquote villain mm-hmm. of Ben Higgins season. She was always stealing time and always talking a whole bunch and blah blah blah. blah. Um, she has a podcast, and on her podcast, she had uh, Amy Kaufman, that woman who wrote Bachelor oh, yeah, Nation, Bachelor, that book. Yeah, book. Um, and basically she was talking about how after her stint on The Bachelor, she was really struggling with depression, depression and was even suicidal Aww, at some no. point. Yeah. So she said she struggled with depression most of her life, but between her terrible edit mm-hmm. <laughs> as the villain and people just blasting Bashing her yeah. in comments, it really affected her like mental state. Now, what year was this? Uh, so Ben's... Ben was before Nick. Okay. So was this 2015? 2015. So this was at the time where people were just starting to get Instagram famous. Around that time. Around there, like 2014, 2015. Yeah, yeah. So it was around the time where you're paying attention to more comments Mm -hmm. on a platform Mm -hmm. where people didn't have to be your friend. They Mm -hmm. could just find you. Yeah, yeah. It's not like Facebook where they have to be your friend. Right, right. So or you have is, to go looking. Mm-hmm. So a lot of that was starting, yeah, around yeah. that time. Oh no! So if you go in with already a shaky mental state, oh, forget it. <laughs> no. Yeah. So she also revealed, which was very interesting to me, because you guys know I always ask about mm-hmm. the producer relationship that I just find wild. She revealed that her producer, so producers are assigned to different girls. Right. Her producer, a girl named Caitlin. Um, she thought was her best friend. Mm-hmm. It was her BFF. Later comes to find out, homegirl, Caitlin, was talking shit about Olivia mm-hmm. to all the other contestants during their interviews to try and get them to say stuff. Oh, wow. Yeah. So she would go and like, yeah, Olivia's like fucking nuts, isn't she? And then no! they filmed their interview. People, these yeah. people have a job. Yep. The Bachelor producers have jobs. They mm-hmm. are not your friends. Right. <laughs> and you're part of the job. You are part of... Isn't that... I just... It's just such a fascinating dynamic to me. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm sure... I'm sure, of course, these are great people. I'm yeah. sure you do f- build, like, actual relationships with them and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But your relationship is... It's one part of it is mm-hmm. that you are part of their job. <laughs> right. Like, they're paid to become your friend right. to get you to say shit on the show right so it's like you have to like you have to keep that in the back of your mind before you end up like olivia where you think these people become your best yeah. friend they're not your best friend and they had a plan for her yeah like they had her i can't they had get the pegged. image out of my head of like you know how in a millionaire matchmaker they used to have the girls like pinned up on the cardboard yes. oh yeah just like they that, that. Yeah. they showed it on unreal the show oh yeah yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yep exactly um, so she said, yeah, that, that happened. She also learned that, so her thing on the show, she was always bringing, she was always pulling Ben first, always pulling Ben mm, first. Mm-hmm. She told her she kept, she said she kept doing it because her producer would tell her, oh, Ben told me that he wants to talk to you first. <gasps> no! 
she was always going in and dragging him first. Oh my Little God. does she know, Ben ain't say shit. And she becomes the villain in the house and all the girls literally yeah. hate her. Yeah. That could have <laughs> happened to that. Crystal. That could have been, yeah, Crystal's then. Yeah. Always taking him first. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, my takeaway from this little interview that she did, um, everyone needs to watch Unreal. If you're going mm-hmm. on this show, that should be required yeah, viewing for you. it should be. Not just going back and watching past seasons, but also... Mm-hmm. Watching the show Unreal, which is a scripted show, so it could be kind of like over the top, yeah. but they do still show you, at least fundamentally, how the producers work with you as a contestant. Right. And so right, you need right. to have your guard up. Because yeah. I'm sure they're very nice, lovely people, but they're there for a job. They're, mm-hmm. they're making a show. Mm-hmm. So, particularly if you have an uh, unstable kind of mental state already or oh, prone girl. to anxiety, depression, Ooh. paranoia, all that shit. Uh, you need to go in there armed and ready to go. Armed with your meds. <laughs> yeah, meds like, and everything you need. And just have your guard up around these yeah. people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that was that. Um, so, should we let's dive into Bibiana's interview? Sure, yeah. Uh, if you haven't listened to Bibiana's interview, definitely go back and listen. Yeah. It was a fun one. Mm-hmm. We were on the phone with her for like three hours. Yes. Y'all don't even we know. We were. Yeah. <laughs> the editing yes. that went down. And shout out to <laughs> Natasha for the editing. Thank you. I Ooh. want my shout out because, man, that was a feat. That was a long yeah. phone conversation, which really, we just got very comfortable with her. And I think mm-hmm. she was comfortable with us. Just literally just three friends, like on the yeah. phone, like yeah. talking. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, editing was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we want to go over some our main takeaways mm-hmm. from that. Do you want to go? Sure. Go so she had some really awesome dating and just life as a single woman advice mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that I have never heard before. Really? Which is shocking. Jeez. Yeah. Like what? Um, well, just that when, if you're 30 and you're single in a big city, just go out and make new friends and like get a whole new circle yes i wrote that down as well. i think that is so so dope and also easier than one would think yeah <laughs> and um i think because like guys i'm an extrovert i love meeting people mm-hmm. but it's really hard for me to try to go out and meet people because i've been burned so many times mm-hmm. and i've been burned so many times particularly by racism Oh. And so they burn real bad. Oh, <laughs> so I have a hard time making pe- making friends with people who look different than me. Um, and I don't know. I just have a hard time letting my guard down in that way. Mm. So it was cool to hear her say as a, even though she's in Miami, but mm-hmm. um, that that's what you're supposed to do. And that's what's working for her. Mm-hmm. I think that was cool. Yeah. That was one of my takeaways as well. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I was talking about this with you off podcast last season or last year. I joined mm-hmm. a kickball team. Yeah, yeah, I did that with two friends from grad school. They mm-hmm. hadn't done it before, but the whole point of this team is to like it's like old people in their twenties, not there to play football or kickball, but it's mm-hmm. just like to meet other people, go out and drink, things like that. Um, and I was very apprehensive at first. Like mm-hmm. I would, I don't think I would have ever done it by myself. Like I needed my mm-hmm. grad school friends yeah. there. Yeah. But it did open me up to like a new kind of circle of people. Mm-hmm. I didn't become best friends with these people, but <laughs> I did have like a new network of friends. Yeah. And even like some guys to like hang out with for a summer. Mm-hmm. And it was cool. Yeah. And I think definitely, like I said on her podcast, like sometimes our own friends can handicap you in a oh, sense. Oh yeah, for sure. And you do need to go out with. So I. Also, one of my takeaways was mm-hmm. 
same thing when we asked her why aren't there enough Latinas on the show and she said that they don't they don't really watch the show so they don't really try out mm-hmm. or they don't audition for the show and that made me think like well of course why would you try out for something where you historically are not represented yeah. on right. <laughs> so that's the first thing um, and like I do now talking with um, the last four interviews that we did mm-hmm. I do now believe that there aren't that many people of color that audition for the show because of the result of the show historically yeah. being so damn white yep. so it makes you think even more like what I said before how if they really do care about diversity then they would make an even more of a concerted effort mm. to scout yeah, yeah, or bring people of color onto the show mm-hmm. they're not making that effort yeah, and so the show perpetually every year is being very very white, mm-hmm. and perpetually or and be result of it being so white, mm-hmm. people of color are not applying. So it's just like one big cycle, cycle, the chicken or the egg, like you don't know. Right. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, that just annoys me. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get <laughs> I don't it. Know how, I don't know how you solve that problem unless they make a concerted, prioritized effort that mm-hmm. we want to create the show. We want the show's contestants to reflect a little bit more of like what America looks like. Yeah. Yeah. And actually put in the effort. Yeah. But they're not putting in the effort. Hence why the show was so white. <laughs> well, similar to Lauren G, mm-hmm. Bibiana also didn't watch the show beforehand. Mm-hmm. Which, again, I think that's just, you can't go into a show like this and yeah. not have watched it before. Any reality television Any reality program. Show. What? Yeah. You're going in, it's like you're just signing up blindly for something and just hoping oh for the best. God. Like you have no idea what you're getting yourself into. None. That's a humongous risk. And I hear real housewives who do this same shit. It's in the wild. I don't, I can't understand it. And the only one who I think has been successful in that are Heather Dubrow and Erica Jane. Who didn't watch the show They didn't her. watch it at all and then they went in and they like killed it. Killing it, it. yeah. Yeah, I don't understand that. Particularly, Bibiana said that she said, I can be a very anxious person. I think even more, if you're someone who's prone to being anxious or any of that stuff, like, you're going to be like a producer goldmine. Yeah, oh yeah. So you need to arm yourself so Mm -hmm. that these people don't run you ragged and create all kind of weird (laughs) characters and edits for you. Yeah. So, I don't know, it's just very interesting that two out of our four people had never seen the show before. Yeah. Um... Same with Diggy. I don't think he watched it much either. No, he didn't. Yeah. But no. he was extra super cautious of himself yeah. on the show. So yeah. that's one thing. Um, my other takeaway was the Latin drums background beat. Yeah. Um, and Viviana was not... Uh, she wasn't offended by it. No. Mm-hmm. She said, she was like, tell them that I'm different. Show them that I'm Latina. Mm-hmm. I mean... If she doesn't have an issue with it, you know, more power to her. Mm-hmm. Still irks the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. Because it just kind of shows you how they don't... They don't know what to do with the people of color. Right. <laughs> when they're yeah. there. So they try to create these, like, little euphemisms. Mm-hmm. Or they try to fit them into box stereotypes. Yeah. Like how Lauren G said they're trying to fit her into the... Yes. The... But just let her be herself. Right. Right. Um, And even with Rachel, like, they just couldn't let mm-hmm. Rachel have her season. They mm-hmm. had to just throw in the race foolishness yeah it's like they just generally don't know what to do with the people of color yeah they don't fit into the box then they're gonna mastermind some crazy narrative (laughs) for them or slap in some latin drums Mm -hmm. and it's like you just let these people live and get a chance at love (laughs) (laughs) why is it like this yeah it's so annoying 
interesting. No, it's it's crazy. Yeah. And also, whenever I think about the Latin drums, I think about motherfucking Ari on Bachelor Winter Games judging the kissing contest and him being Ari. like, yeah. When they were judging it, remember they were oh, judging it? Oh, he was. Thing? Yeah, you're right. And he was like, oh, yeah, Bibiana's got that Latin flair or some shit. Oh. And I was like, she was on for three episodes. Yeah. You talked to her for maybe seven minutes. Yes. How do you know about her Latin, Latin flair? He doesn't. He's going based off of oh very God. easy, lazy stereotypes. Yep. yep. <laughs> That's it. That's it. I'd be damned if I came on screen and they oh. drop in some fucking black panther generic <laughs> ghanaian drums or some shit like that like or some yeah the black panther remix soundtrack or, come on oh they God. didn't do that for any other character nope. it's like it just shows not even the no, other mexican woman who not was even becca cast. m exactly so yeah i'm still hurt by that <laughs> yeah yeah anyways <laughs> should we dive into our deep dive i think we should oh my god i'm scared why are you scared <laughs> oh my god just you've been so anxious about this episode i have I'm so excited and i'm and, and <laughs> introing the one that is the most scary well let's just well the five topics we're going to talk about okay sure yes is inter intergenerational dating mm-hmm. um then we're going to touch on confidence in men mm-hmm. or lack thereof mm-hmm. uh we're also going to talk about dating down what that means mm-hmm. trusting your intuition big theme from our season mm-hmm. and then lastly we'll touch on like beauty and hair when yes. it comes to dating yep and we're two different hair textures guys yes that should be interesting yeah so let's start off with intergenerational intergenerational dating, dating. i'm gonna intro this one because it's my favorite <laughs> so um, on Ari's season, they, I think the biggest theme for his season was the intergenerational dating, mm-hmm. um, between him and Becca M. They made so much hype around her age to the point where they kept it a secret mm-hmm. until like week seven. <laughs> um, <laughs> and Becca M, reminder, was 22, Ari's 36. Mm-hmm. Um... What is interesting is that quite a few girls in the house were like 23, 25. Right. So it wasn't really that big, big of a deal. deal. Right. Um, but 22 is very young. Yeah, because 22 is, is, people are still in college when they're 22. Uh, yeah. So it's like a big difference. Um, when you're 23, you're usually out in the real world, stereotypically, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and they really harped on the issues that could have come up between Becca M and Ari. They did not exist mm. when they were on the show. Right. They just talked about what could happen what could come up if they made it to the final or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and the difference between them, I think, was the most obvious in the way that they each looked. Right. Because Ari, even before we talk about Becca M's age, like Ari himself was one of the oldest bachelors. Yes. Right. And uh, side note, I looked this up. Nick Vial Mm -hmm. is actually older (laughs) than Ari by one year. No. Yep. Both have September birthdays. Nick Vial is currently now 37. But on the show, he was also 36. Okay, okay. But Ari, yeah, one of the oldest bachelors. Wow. One of the oldest looking Oh bachelors. my god. <laughs> and 
36 is not old, but he no. made it look terrible. He, You know what it is? And this is what James said to me today. My coworker, James. The only one who knows about this podcast. Shout out to James. <laughs> um, he said to me, and we were talking, and I was like, James, he was 36, but acted like he was 96. So looked cool. like he was 96. <laughs> And then on top of that, had the maturity of someone who was like 16. Right. To top so it all off. there's no benefit. None. Absolutely none. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. He really made his age look terrible. Yeah. And in the way that he described his lifestyle. Yes. How he like wakes up at sunset with his chakras aligned and then goes to bed at like 8 o'clock. Yeah. After playing Scrabble. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> God. Like, he... And we'll get into this. The reason mm-hmm. why I don't really date mm. much older mm-hmm. is because Ari is my fear. <laughs> that yes. is my fear yep. of dating a 36-year-old who is like that. Yeah. Who right. is so dry and boring and literally is like a retired old person. Yeah. When right. really they're 36 is not that. My brother's 35. Like, right. No, it's not that old. Right. But he he's my fear, mm-hmm. <laughs> basically. Yeah. Yeah, I get uh, it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if we get into the way that Becca M looked, mm-hmm. especially I think with that pixie cut. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when we first saw her, how she had on, I'll never forget her choker that she had on. Mm-hmm. And then her spaghetti strap, strap dress. Yes. No bra. None. <laughs> <Lotin> free. <laughs> she just looked like, as I think Natasha said on the podcast before, very Lolita. Mm, yes. Like, yeah, I don't know. And Becca, she was interesting because she's very mature, obviously. Yes, the way she spoke obviously. was way more eloquent than half the girls on the damn show. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, she, no matter how mature, whatever she comes off, she's still very youthful. Yeah. Not even just the way she looks. Like she's twenty two. She's mm-hmm. not. I don't care. People say I'm an old soul, foolishness, whatever. <laughs> You're twenty two. Yeah. You've lived life for twenty two years. Right. That's not that much. Yeah. And I think our issue with her was never that she wasn't ready for this or blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But is that she's signing away her youth to be yeah. with this old grandpa. <laughs> like, that was my issue with Becca yeah. from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. That kind of annoyed me. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. Because their lifestyles and personalities just seemed really opposite i think they had a great physical connection sure yeah (laughs) yeah yeah no i got it (laughs) but aside from that i just can't see this very bubbly vivacious Mm -hmm. 22 year old sitting in scottsdale arizona with this man and his dog and his mother yeah because you know she comes over probably three times a week she'd be really altering her life yeah i don't think that's yeah really fair so I have a friend mm-hmm. who similarly um, is in a relationship with a guy. She's dating a guy who's much older. Mm-hmm. And her life has kind of changed already. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. Since being with him. Like, they've moved in together. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, I feel like she's given up a little bit of the youth. Like, go, being able yeah. to go out with friends. Right. You know, and um, travel as much mm-hmm. and all that mm-hmm. stuff because she's kind of already living like this very almost married life essentially with her yeah. older dude. Like his life in like a little bubble, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like the two of them in a little bubble. And yeah. he's done the partying. He's done mm-hmm. the been out in the town in his 20s, whatever. So he mm-hmm. doesn't need to do that anymore. 
Mm-hmm. Who's that? She still doesn't get that prime time, right? But she doesn't because she shacked up with him. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> Great guy. I'm sure they're they're happy. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm sure. But just saying. Um, and I would think that too with Becca because especially since seeing her after the show has aired, mm-hmm. she has a very loud voice, mm-hmm. and I mean that in the sense that everything she says, she means. Mm-hmm. She's not taking nothing back. Yeah. She's throwing shade if she wants to. She's mm-hmm. telling you secrets if she wants to. She don't care if she's supposed to keep them or not. Mm-hmm. And I can't see somebody like that being in that same bubble that you were just talking no. about. No, because she's young and like untamable. Mm-hmm. Yep. And can't be shacked up in some little house acting yeah. like a 36-year-old wife. I don't even know. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. Fiance, yeah, whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. So, I know you Ooh, miss you over here. Yeah, girl. Dates old men. Old- <laughs> no, not old men. You guys, I don't think of them as old. Okay, so what is your... Because we have very different approaches yeah. to age when it comes to dating. Yeah, In our we personal do. lives. We do. So, let's get into that. Sure. Go ahead. So, my personal um, ideal age range, the youngest I would like to go is like 32. We are 28. We're 28. Mm -hmm. The oldest I can go is 42. Oh, my God. (laughs) The youngest you can do is 32. 32. And the oldest. The oldest I'll do is 42. That's my cap. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And how did you arrive at this? Um... Well, originally, honestly, the way that I arrived at it was because Adele is our age and her husband's 42. Okay. And I was like, oh, if Adele can do it, I can do it. (laughs) Um, And after, right after I had that same theory, ran into a good old ripe (laughs) 41-year-old. Oh, God. And um, we started dating. And also, and I'll tell this story later about this other guy, I dated a guy who was our age right 28 29 I guess Mm -hmm. and who I was definitely like supposed to marry and he just didn't have the kind of like maturity and confidence that I wanted in a man that I found was really really important that was one of the lessons that I learned after dating him was like Mm -hmm. I need somebody who's like really really confident in their manhood okay um and I find that older guys consistently have that Mm. At the very least, mm-hmm. they are <laughs> confident in who they are as a man. Okay. Um, which is, I found now, very important to me. Yeah. Um, I think because I am very, very confident in who I am as a woman. Like, I love being a woman so much. Mm-hmm. And I love everything about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I need somebody who's that same way about mm-hmm. themselves. And you cannot be 28. Ugh, because, like, where are they? Like, who is that? I'm sure they exist. 42. I've never met one. I know. That 41-year-old, that was pushing it. That is so old. That that was pushing it. That is someone in literally a different life Mm -hmm. cycle. He graduated college in 1999. And we were 10. We were, uh, yeah, we were 10. We were in third grade. Wow. Fifth grade, whatever. And so... (laughs) Because I, so I, my Bumble settings. Yeah. <laughs> go on that. Or all, my yeah. online dating, all of them settings mm-hmm. are set at 28, mm-hmm. so our age. And my max is 32. 
<laughs> I've recently upped it to 35. Okay. After more conversations with you. Yeah. I'm like, fine. Oh, I'm yeah. Open up the window a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I am like the opposite of you. Yeah. That like I skew younger. <laughs> yeah. Younger meaning my age. Right. I have dated guys who were younger, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't really go too much higher than 32. Yeah. Or higher than the 30s. I think. I feel like 28 is, of course, very mature and, like, I'm Mm -hmm. a full-fledged adult, but Mm -hmm. I still feel very young. Mm -hmm. I've talked about this with you before. Yeah. Like, I still feel very youthful and young, and so, like, the idea of being someone who's in their, like, late 30s into 40s, where I'm hoping you're very established (laughs) and set in yourself, Yeah, I just feel like we'd be on different life planes. Like, I'm not there yet. I still want to be youthful and run around and, like... Need yeah. someone with that like younger kind of energy. Yeah, definitely. Um, so that's so that's me. And it does get a little weird, guys, when you have to explain to your seasoned man mm-hmm. like what a podcast is oh or how God. to bookmark something on Instagram. See, I'm not doing this. <laughs> Because then I literally feel like I'm with a geriatric. Like, I'm with my parents trying to explain something. Like, no, you need to be with it. I know. You gotta be with it. And it's ironic because my parents are very with it. Yeah, your parents are very big on social media. Very, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, don't try to find them, guys. So, um, for me to date these guys who are younger than my parents. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Still up there. Still up there, but younger than my parents. Um, and they don't know as much as my parents do is weird. sometimes weird. Yeah. And I wonder, I don't know, I'll have to explore that on a therapist's couch one day <laughs> but, <laughs> about why that is that I do that. So but. what are like the other, what are some benefits besides the confidence thing of mm-hmm. dating someone who's older? Who's Sell older? this to me. Oh boy. Maybe I can bump the 35 to, I ain't going to 40. No. <laughs> yeah, I can bump it up a little bit. What are the benefits? Um, I would say that especially because the last guy that I seriously dated was a father. To see- <laughs> Girl. <laughs> and I know all this, y'all. I just, this, I totally forgot Still about that. Still, the same reaction every time. Mm. Yeah, okay, keep going. <laughs> mm-hmm. Seeing him in that role, to me, to me was attractive. Oh, <laughs> Okay. Sorry, I keep having these very strong uh, emotional outbursts, but yeah. Because I could see how he would be if the future progressed with us. And I I like that little window. I like that little view into that crystal ball. You know? Okay. You know what I'm saying? Not at all, but... <laughs> So, but you're projecting so far into the future. Yeah. About like right now. So what is it like dating somebody who has oh, kids? Well, just because it is something that, as you know, is like very important to me. I've wanted a baby for like ever. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's always at the forefront of my oh, mind when okay. I'm dating somebody. Okay. So to see that like already guaranteed, like you're a good dad mm-hmm. was like awesome for me to see. Jeez. But it's just because it's your preferences that are at the forefront of your head. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's what that is. Because yeah. you are, it, you're definitely more baby mm-hmm. kids mm-hmm. oriented. I'm not there yet. Yeah. I but, do yeah. want kids, but I'm not a kid's person. Right. Say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm definitely more with, like, high schoolers, college, mm-hmm. like, we could kick it, but I'm still not there with the kids. So, for me... <laughs> Dating a man with kids is like a hard no. Yeah, right. Because it's not a pri- it's not at the forefront of my mind. Mm-hmm. Like, of course, I want the guy to be a good father. Like, yeah, right. Get there, but I'm not 
not something I'm searching for yeah. immediately. Right. Um. So yeah. Yeah. Also, just like dating an older guy with kids. With kids. Yeah. I just like I want to date you and get to know you. That's the thing. It's a lot of adjusting. It's a lot. It's a lot yeah. of like scheduling and like when are they on vacation and like when are they at your house and all this other stuff. Do you also feel like it accelerates your life over too? Um, I guess it could. But I I have been like babysitting little kids for so long that I just like jump in. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. It wouldn't it wouldn't really shake me that much. Yeah. Because I would love to be around little kids like that, too. Okay. Yeah, if I don't have to be around kids, I definitely... Yeah, <laughs> you're just <laughs> like, not. Nah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, yeah, I think I feel like... Also, dating... So this is another layer. I'm an older man, and then mm-hmm. he has kids. Mm-hmm. I just feel like it would be accelerating my growth. Yeah, right. Faster than I need to even... I don't even want to grow up, period. <laughs> <laughs> so dating that, I feel like would accelerate my... Yeah myself and i'm not ready for that but also the guy the guy who i dated with kids was also like still fun and would still like go out and like drink and go to parties and stuff like Mm -hmm. that like he wasn't some like you know yeah yeah some like old fart yeah like ari (laughs) um so I think that was a big part of it too, is that I could still relate to him on that level of like, we could still do the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's not like I'm shutting my life down because he doesn't do anything that I want to do after the sun goes down. Okay. We would yeah. want to do the same things. Yeah. So it wasn't that big of a deal with the whole growth thing that I can definitely see where you're coming from. Okay. So uh, the 41 year old that you dated. Yes. Which, you know. I'm your one of your best friends, so I know. Yeah, I was there when you met him. Yes, yeah. He ended up being kind of problematic. A mess. A mess. Which to me was problematic. I'm like, okay, Mm -hmm. here's someone who's 41. Mm -hmm. I would think one of the perks of dating someone who's older is that they have their life and themselves figured out. Yeah. This nigga had issues. He did. So then. I don't know. Do you go into it with the same mindset? Like, at 40, um, I'm expecting them to have their shit together? Or oh, you still no. very... Oh, no. Really? I've dated too many people who were older who were a mess. And my... Even, like, my parents and just being around their friends and just ha- seeing how their friends' lives have progressed and seeing all these marriages that have blown up because of cheating and all this other mess. Like, people who are older, that doesn't mean that you're shutting off any of your human intuitions or that you're not questioning yourself or any of that stuff. That doesn't mean any of that shuts off. Mm. Um, this particular guy was a real serious mess. I think that <laughs> we, <laughs> um, but I think it was, we dated each other at the perfect time mm. for each other. Okay. I think we used each other for the exact same thing yep. just to jump back in yeah. and it w- worked out perfectly for both of us. Yeah. Um, but I I don't go into dating an older guy saying like, whew, I can exhale a little bit. He has his stuff together. No. Oh, God. <laughs> I feel like that would be the appeal. Yeah. And I don't I'm know. I'm going to date a four-year-old who's still a mess. <laughs> like, I expect that of 28-year-old, yeah. maybe. Right. But 40, that nigga better has shit. All, like, all ducks lined in a row. <laughs> yes. I'm still dealing with, like, basic fundamental, like, <laughs> Finding yourself issues at 40? You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. It happens. It happens. But I don't know why I have such this aversion to dating somebody who's my age. 
Because even my friends who are dating people who are younger say it's like phenomenal and Mm -hmm. amazing. Mm -hmm. I'm like, hmm, maybe I should try that out. Like dating like a little 26 year old. Oh. See how that goes. Maybe going like younger. Yeah. Yeah, like going down two years. Okay. And see how that works out. Yeah. But dating, I don't know. I don't know about dating somebody in the like 28 to 30 range. I don't think I know enough guys in that age range, I think. Really? I really don't. Most, to know what they're like. To know what yeah. they're like, yeah. yeah. I think I, like I said before, I have to open up my friend circle. Yeah. And see what see what, what you else is there? men are like. Yeah. I'd say 28 doing? to 30 year old men are like 26 year olds. Okay. <laughs> like okay. in terms of their growth sniffs in yeah. their head or yeah. their mental development or whatever mm-hmm. I'd say about 26 okay it's like decent really getting there yeah and maybe you can mold them a little easier yeah that's another fear of mine of dating someone yeah. who's older mm-hmm. is that they're so set in their way like what can Ooh, I teach girl them? Old, go- old dog ain't learning no new tricks see no I don't like that <laughs> see no that's yeah. actually yeah I'm glad that came out that's actually probably one of my biggest fears mm-hmm. is I kind of want to be with someone who's around my age group range so we can kind of like grow together and yeah. like do things together learning studying new traditions whatnot um but with someone who's a bit older he's been living his life like that mm-hmm. that's just how it is if he happens to be someone who's very flexible or adaptable mm-hmm. he'd be open to you know newness mm-hmm. or learning from you um but just my preconceived notion in my head of someone who's like 40 they're fine with how yeah. things are going oh, yeah. at the rate and pace of what their life is doing. Yeah, right. And then I kind of feel like you then are wedging yourself into their, their life. life. Yeah. That I feel like it should be coming together. Yeah, as long as both parties are open, it shouldn't be a problem. Mm. And as long as people, both parties don't make it a thing. Yeah. If you make it a thing, then it gets weird. And awkward. The The age thing. Like how Ari did with Becca. He was like, you're 22, you're 22, you're 22. You gotta get over that. You have to get over it. You can't. And I don't know if you... It's one one of my pet peeves. When I date older guys and they're like, oh my god, you're 28? Oh, they bring it up. Yeah, yeah. No, they always... If there's a confidence issue, it's never on my end. It's always on theirs. Mm. So, you know... Mm. Which again, you're old. Why are you having <laughs> confidence issues? Like you haven't sold well, me. No, I, no, I think they're having issues. The same trepidations that you're having about dating an older guy, they're having about dating a younger woman. Mm. Of like, what do you mean? She probably is not done living her life. Yeah. Ba-da, ba-da, ba. yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, they're having those same, same kind Thanks. of issues. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. I'm going to leave my age uh, parameters where they are. You know, and I might <laughs> expand mine. Yeah. I might expand mine. To older or a little younger? younger. Oh, dip it down I'm a not getting any older than, 40 than 42. Girl, bad. I'm mm-hmm. not. Mm-mm, no. Yeah. <laughs> so, you guys, one of my favorite friendship games to play with Natasha is a game of, like, some specs of a potential man, and then she answers if she date him or not. Yes. We do. We literally do this all the time. All the time. <laughs> I don't know why. All the time. It's Torturing my favorite me. thing to do. Oh, Jesus. So right, what are the here we go. This time. Now this is a good one. He's thirty-five. Uh, okay. He has a twelve-year-old. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. <laughs> who only stays with him during the summer. Why? 
because she lives in another state. Okay. He is, he's got like a net worth. Like he's like a solid guy, Mm -hmm. right? With a solid job. (laughs) What do you do? 35. 35. Has a 12-year-old who lives in another state. Yep. My first question is, why are you not living in the same state as your child? Mm Mm-hmm. Like, wouldn't you Because they can spend all summer with them. All summer? Yeah. To me, that's not enough. Okay. I mean, I don't have kids. (laughs) I would want them to see their father more than just a summer. Yeah. So my first question, I'm already kind of like on the fence about this dude off of that. Okay. Okay. Um, that aside, he's 35, mm-hmm. he's a 12 year old, yep. which is not ideal for me. I know. And, and the summer, summer is also not ideal for you. Right. Summertime summer. is my, damn, this damn 12 year old. Great <laughs> summer up. Oh. Um, and then what was the other thing? He, that he has like a solid net worth. Like he's like a solid guy. Like with money. And with money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... Kids is like a deal breaker for me right now. Wow. It really Okay. Is. I get it. I yeah. totally get that. I'm just like not there yet. I would be very wary of that too. Yeah. For the reasons that you listed. Yeah. yeah. I'm not there yet. Yeah. Um, so it's no. Okay. <laughs> I feel like this one's going to be an automatic no, but oh, I'll answer geez. it anyway. What is it? He's 41. <laughs> okay. He's worth $7 million. Okay. He is a three-year-old that he sees every Sunday. Ugh. What do you do? A three. He's a generous forty-one-year-old. <laughs> He's six foot two. Look at you adding all this stuff. I, do, I have to add it because I have to make it hard. Forty-one. So I, I have questions though. Why? Like, so what does he like as a forty-one-year-old? Oh, um, you know, he like has Instagram. And maybe he's like dabbled in Snapchat, but Rihanna said no, so we're off that. And, um... Like, what are we like together? Oh, girl, I don't know. This is your man. Yeah, but you're only giving me age and yeah. a kid and whatever. Like, yeah. Um And the net worth, like... What else does he do? He doesn't live in New Jersey. He lives on, on like, the early Harlem, right? Like, 116th, somewhere okay. around there. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see... What else can I give you that's not a financial spec? Um, <laughs> oh my god, he loves movies. Okay. He loves, loves movies. I'm a movie head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he like goes to the film festival. He was going by himself. That's how you met. You met in the theater. Oh, mm-hmm. You met at the film festival. Oh, that's my dream. It's coming up in two weeks, so I'm hoping I meet somebody. <laughs> See? He might be there. Um, that net worth, though. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one that makes it hard. The three-year-old, though, man. The three-year-old every Sunday? Oh, not even just the every... Just having a three-year-old <laughs> as a young-ass kid. Oh, my God. I don't know. The kid The kid kind of is a deal-breaker for me right okay. now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I get that. I mean, he. I might go on some dates, get some yeah. dinners out this dude. Maybe yeah. Get to know him a little bit. Yeah. Same with the 35-year-old. Although, his 12-year-old living outside <laughs> the state is just, like, bothersome to me. Um. I, I, okay, I'll say this. Uh-huh. I keep saying, guys, it's a deal break. It's a hard no if he has kids. Mm-hmm. You still know how you get along with someone. Yeah. And, like, all that wow. stuff. So, like, I, I'm open for it. I'm not actively seeking out guys who have kids. Yeah, no, that would be weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or I'm not actively, um, like, interested, I guess, okay. in yeah, guys yeah. who have kids. Um, plus, 
But I've never dated a guy with a kid. Right. So I don't know. Yeah. Maybe the 40-year-old, one-year-old, three-year-old wouldn't actually be that bad. Yep. Plus he got that seven mil. <laughs> <laughs> and I have one more. One last one. Okay. He's 29. Mm-hmm. He has an idea for an app that you know it's going to be the next Instagram. You know it. Cool. He just needs the funding. You love it. Mm-hmm. He makes less than you. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Hell yeah, date him. Date him? Hell yeah. Okay. You don't have to have money today. You have to have potential. Yeah. And ambition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he has a, a app idea, and mm-hmm. I look at the app idea, and I'm thinking this is, it'd be one thing if he came with some BS, mm-hmm. but he comes with an app that even I see potential in it, mm-hmm. and he's not making as much money as me. He's still young. Okay, cool. Most people, most startups, you know, they're in their 30s, whatever, yeah. whatever when they get that stuff uh, yeah. going. Um, and he's in my age range. He is. So. He is. Yeah. I was thinking of Lawrence from Insecure when I wrote that. That's what I was thinking. Oh. <laughs> I was thinking of doo-wop or He got to be better than Lawrence. Get off that goddamn couch and get a, a day job or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And then build the app on the side. But I'm down for entrepreneurial spirits. Yeah. Ambition. People with ambition and yeah. potential. Nice. To make seven mil. Yeah. Like the 41-year-old. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Nice. Cool. And that was it. That's the end of the game. All right, I'm done. <laughs> I feel like I learned a lot about myself. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. So, so yes. Yeah, so we're gonna segue into our next theme, which was a major theme from Ari season, which is confidence in men mm-hmm. or the lack thereof. In the case of Ari, <laughs> so one of Ari's most unattractive qualities. Mm-hmm was his complete and utter like lack of confidence mm-hmm. and just the way he carried himself mm-hmm. like all season we played the want want like yes. so many times oh my god when Ari came on st- on on screen because he just didn't have like a a confident commanding presence energy at all yeah his energy was so lackluster and mm-hmm. just read very timid yep his posture wasn't very commanding he was intimidated by the girls on the show, like mm-hmm. the Seattle and the Jacqueline. Like, just everything about him was just, like, whack. Yeah. <laughs> yep. He's not the definition of, like, a confident man. Mm-hmm. And you can look at, like, just look at who he chooses at the end. Right. He chooses someone who is so one-dimensional <laughs> and just flat. Mm-hmm. So that next to him, he looks like Superman. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> And clearly easy to manipulate yes. as well. Yeah. Yep. Very mm-hmm. easy to kind of manipulate and not kind of full on no, gaslight <laughs> by the end. And so, yeah, confidence is very much a quality that yeah. I think most women look for mm-hmm. in the guys, um, which is why I feel like even beyond the last episode, mm-hmm. how she... She made some joke, like, after three weeks, she was like, I'm yeah. fucking Ari, like, the fuck was that? Like, he didn't have even, like, that redeeming, like, presence mm-hmm. that even now, after the show ends, that she can say good things about him. Right. She right. left she was like, he was wet. Yeah, <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah. He didn't leave a, a good impression. Right. So, yeah. Confidence in men, I would say, for me, confidence is very important Particularly in the early stages of dating, mm-hmm. I think. So, like, I personally like guys who take charge. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of women will say that. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to, like, arranging dates. Yeah. Or, you know, making the first move. Mm-hmm. Or just 
setting shit up. Like, just, yeah. you know, being that kind of, like, traditional... Like, I like the traditional, like, courtship that kind of can happen between yeah. a man and a woman. And mm-hmm. it does take, like, a confident man to, like, do that kind of, you know, courtship. And I think that that is so key and necessary. And we saw it on Ari's season because Ari's lack of confidence totally shifted the atmosphere when mm-hmm. he walked in. Mm-hmm. And all those women are, like, really strong either entrepreneurial or they have great jobs or they're really smart like that was a great batch of girls mm-hmm. and as soon as he walked in the room it was like yeah. <laughs> like everybody became unsure right everybody even Viviana said it she was like yep. his energy because he was so nervous and not very seasoned on the cameras mm-hmm. and stuff like that that rubbed off onto all of them yep they're all very nervous and anxious yep so I I don't think it's something that as women we should feel bad for wanting i think it's literally like a nature versus nurture thing like that's just what we like or at some points i think like you said in the early stages of a relationship you Mm. almost need Mm. because if he isn't Mm -hmm. confident it's it establishes like friend zone or not yeah (laughs) that's very true you know Mm -hmm. yeah the way the guy kind of takes the lead or Mm -hmm. doesn't take the lead in that early stages of dating as a woman makes you feel some type of way yeah like is he really into me or are we just friends yeah like yeah that friend zone kind of feeling definitely Mm -hmm. comes up there Mm -hmm. for sure yep um so yeah so for me um i've talked in the past about the german yeah (laughs) yeah which i feel like i talked about too damn much but (laughs) the most relevant Mm -hmm. most recent so last fall i dated very briefly about two months um, a guy I met online, call him the German because he was German, mm-hmm. and um, our first kiss happened on date three, mm. and I had to initiate it. Mm, mm, mm. Date four was our first like makeout, I mm-hmm. guess. Also had to initiate. Mm. Okay, we've all screenshotted and shared their tweets. We've quoted them over dinner. <laughs> now we can enter the discourse. Peyton Dix and Hunter Harris have a new show on Wondery called Let Me Say This, where they'll answer the most burning questions in pop culture. What is Hunter's favorite Dakota Johnson lie? What hot thing did Kristen Stewart do yesterday? What makes Zendaya and Tom Holland lesbians? Uh-huh. <laughs> These ladies are hilarious. Yeah, they've been friends for a decade and have shared trauma over a crappy Boston dorm room and the pitiful Brooklyn dating scene, which has bonded them for life and made their friendship even deeper than JLo's delusion. Highbrow, lowbrow, and all the tortured poets in between. This is the show for the weekly hot takes in pop culture you didn't know you needed. Follow Let Me Say This on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Watch new episodes on YouTube or listen to Let Me Say This ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. A friend of mine came over to my house post-breakup and hadn't eaten in 48 hours. Mm. To my dismay as her friend, I had no food to give her. And this Mm. is why I always keep emergency homemade cookie dough in the freezer. (laughs) Breakups are tough. We got to help each other out. And Queenie is telling that story. Yes. You got to watch Queenie, the new original series on Hulu. Mm -hmm. Who is Queenie? Queenie is a 20-something year old living in London. She's facing all the firsts. First major breakup, first shitty apartment and soul-sucking job, first therapy session to work through those mommy issues. First of all, I love that Queenie is a Jamaican British woman. And I love that we meet Queenie after a messy breakup. You know, when you're starting to look for comfort in all the wrong places. Yep. 
Can she turn her quarter life crisis into a revolution? Maybe. Will she make some questionable decisions along the way? Definitely. You have to watch. The new series Queenie is now streaming on Hulu. It's terrible. Yes. That is horrible. It was a very uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> and that, I, I, it could definitely be attributed to his lack of maybe confidence. Yeah. In, that, yeah. in those early stages, which was so annoying to me because... I feel like I made it very clear that, like, I like you, right. I'm into you, like, you can kiss me, oh like, I God. made it very apparent, but his apprehension mm-hmm. and his lack of confidence is what made him so hesitant, so I had to kind of, like, take charge, yeah. which I don't want, like, as a woman oh, in the early no. stages, as someone, not saying all women want this, but as someone mm-hmm. who I am, for me... I like the traditional courtship mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where a guy kind of like, you know, sets the date and yeah. picks you up and all that. So like, I, I want that for myself. So me You didn't even have to pick you up. This is New York City. Right. Nobody <laughs> picks you up. No. You don't even have to do that, nigga. <laughs> but like, yeah, the making movie just couldn't, oh. couldn't do it. Just didn't have the confidence. That is one of my worst nightmares. Yeah. Actually, you know what? It isn't because we're just, in, we're just friends. <laughs> yeah. Like, we're just friends. You know, yeah. I'll get into that story a little later. Wait, what do you mean? You're what? Like, if you're not <laughs> making the first move by date two, even if I don't take it, mm-hmm. we are friends, right? That's just your dude <laughs> like, and I'm a girl. We're yeah, just going out together all the yep. time. Or worse, I am woman and you are boy. Oh, jeez. Yeah, which never works. Yeah, no. Nah. Yeah. So that was like a no for me. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. It made me realize how I do need a guy that can have that confidence mm-hmm. to make that move. And I understand, like, we're hard on guys. Because, I mean, guys, I mean yes. Men ain't shit. I guess. But when it comes to, like, courts, like, we give, we put a lot of pressure on them. Yeah. We want them to yeah, do this. Yeah, yes. You have to do this. Yes. You have to pay. I want all of that. <laughs> yeah. So I understand right. that. I don't make it easy. Yeah. But I do feel like um, it does take a little... Because they deal with reject, guys deal with rejection all, all the time. Yeah, it does take a little extra bit of confidence or something to mm-hmm. still go for the kiss. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. Mm-hmm. Even if you're apprehensive whether she's like down for it, if you're reading the signals right, yeah. like you just try. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> my dude didn't even try. Just that is hard. I can't even. <laughs> fathom. Oh my god, I, I had to whip up the confidence to basically maul his face that's the other part is that i guess guys are so stupid they don't know but it's a lot of work as a woman to make a man feel comfortable mm. when you don't know him mm-hmm. when you know him it's easy yeah. as it's so easy to like know his buttons and whatever mm-hmm. but if you don't know him to make a, it obvious that you like a guy it takes a lot of work yeah and so I can't even imagine doing all that work. And then you have to make the first move, too? Oh, my God. Oh, horrible. horrible. And then, like, also because, like, I didn't know if it was, like, cultural differences. Yeah, so I was texting, like, true. my friend who was yeah. German, my other friend who was in Amsterdam. I was yeah. talking to all these people, like, is this a cultural thing? Mm-hmm. And they said that it was, yeah. to be honest. And um, we saw in Bachelor Winter Games, the jacuzzi. Jacuzzi guy mm-hmm. who was not making no moves. None. So I think there definitely was a cultural layer to it. So yeah. maybe I don't fully blame his lack of confidence. Okay. Because he did he did take charge with planning dates. Yeah. It was very mutual in that way, which I did, you know, appreciate about him. Yeah. Um, but the making the move, man. Mm-hmm. Didn't have the confidence mm-hmm. to do that. And that shit was <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah. 
So, speaking of kissing, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on kissing on the first date? Oh, you know what? That takes some confidence. It does. Yeah, that takes As a guy, that's where I'm like, all right, I'll give you a little leeway with that because that takes some balls. Mm -hmm. What's your thoughts? Um, I think in the year of our Lord 2018 and with all this Me Too and all of this stuff, Mm -hmm. as you said, that takes a lot of confidence Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of things um, just to... You know, around the news and media that are going against men making any inappropriate moves. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of guys don't know now how to act appropriately Mm -hmm. because they've been raised to and have been acting that way for so long. Um, So kissing on a first date is like a lot for a guy. Mm. Um, Would I do it? Oh my God. No. Really? Nope. Never. Nope. Um... And while I would, in my head, I'm like, oh, yeah, totally, definitely, yeah, do it. In my, The fact that I've never done it mm. means that it's, it's not for me, <laughs> which sucks. Because in my, like, I think I'm one way, but really I'm another. Mm. <laughs> You're like, oh, I'm wild and free. Actually, no, I'm super no, deserving. Actually, don't touch me in the first <laughs> Actually, no, don't touch me. I don't care. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. And I think part of that has to do with, and I've talked with it about it on the show before, mm-hmm. how I've just been overly sexualized for the better part of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just want to, I, I want that reassurance that you're getting to know me for me. Okay. Um, so yeah. yeah. No, that makes sense. You know? That makes a ton of sense. I've kissed on the first date twice. Okay. One was terrible. Oh. And he basically forced me. Yeah. <laughs> well, not forced me. Well, yeah, kind of pressured me. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, like saying goodbye, and I was like, "All right, hug." And then yeah. he kind of pulled me back. He's like, "Oh, is that it?" <laughs> and, like his face came close, and I was like, "I guess we're doing this." And it was not a good kiss. Yeah. And I didn't like him either. Like, right. The date ended terribly, and I or I didn't. The date was terrible in my yeah. opinion. So. Well, yeah. you know what? Shout out to you for not ruining his life and being like, "Yeah, that is it, nigga." Bye. <laughs> right. <laughs> Because that could have ruined his like whole life mm. from that. He, you know. Yeah. No. Yeah. I obliged. I'm just obliged. That's I'm good. Just, yeah. It was very quick. And yeah. Harmless. Right. I'm not down for it. And then wait, what about the second time? Um, the second time was that guy that I dated, went on the two dates with. Yeah. All the way from what was that like last year? Yep. Um, and yeah, that was like a marathon date. We were out mm-hmm. for like twelve hours. Mm-hmm. It was ridiculous. So it was like. That one date was like five, so yeah, it was like right. by the end, it's like, all right, it's day five, let's make out. So <laughs> yeah. that went, um, that went well. Nice, them. yeah, good. Um, so yeah, that's that's that. Mm-hmm. So our next theme that we wanted to dig into is this concept of dating down, mm-hmm. which came up again quite a bit on our season. Yeah, came up a lot, mostly in relation to CN. Mm-hmm who went to Yale. Yep. She's traveled the world, just the way she carries herself. Mm-hmm. Everyone, including us, were saying, this girl is way better than Ari. <laughs> what mm-hmm. is she doing here? Like, she's dating down. Yeah. Like, all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, Ari, his sentiment was that he was intimidated yeah. by dating up, I guess. Right. <laughs> in yep. his mind. And so, dating down can really be 
It can be dating someone who is not up to your standards, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, not just right. educationally. Yeah. Sienna was more like educationally. Mm-hmm. But it could be also financially. Yeah. Um, and physically. Oh, yes. So, like, on the show with Ari, I would say that all of the women were dating down physically. Every <laughs> last one of them. Physically, y'all were all dating down because yep. you guys were beautiful and Ari... It is not. Mm, not. Um, educationally, we had Sienna, yeah, but we yeah. also had Dr. Tia. Dr. Tia. Jacqueline. Just about Dr. Jacqueline. Damn near PhD, uh-huh. whatever. Um, very accomplished women. Yep. Yeah. Or he's accomplished in his own right. He had the race yeah, car career. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. He's in the real estate business. Mm-hmm. He owns property, stuff like that. So mm-hmm. he, has a, he has his own lane. Mm-hmm. Um, but nonetheless, the, the concept of dating down was like huge. Right. <laughs> because and Ari was not shit. All those women were like way younger than him. A lot younger too. So yeah. the fact that they've done all that and oh, accomplished right. all that yeah. and they were way younger than him. Right. Also probably intimidated him like, damn, what are they about to do in the next 10 years? Exactly. I'm going to be 46. <laughs> They're going to be out here conquering the world. I'm going to be in Scottsdale, my dog. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. So, so yeah, I think it's a very interesting um, topic. Yeah. I related to CN a bit. Yeah. I similarly went to... An ivy. Oh, girl, she needs it too. Typically, yes, we need to Bachelor, masters. So I've been on dates where you know the concept of like, oh, where'd you go to school? Concept, yeah. Whatever. I always have anxiety oh, about no. revealing it because after years, not even just on dates, mm-hmm. but when you in mention, social settings, just right? in social settings, you mention to people, oh, you went to X school, and they there's always a glimmer in people's eye. Mm-hmm. On dates or just in general. It's a glimmer of like, oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, she went to that school. That's awesome. Right. Or it could be a glimmer of, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. I'm on a date with that kind of girl. Yeah. Oh, gosh. She's right. probably thinking she's better than me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I always get a little bit of anxiety around it. And so I like, I, I see where CN was saying, I don't know if it was on our podcast or somewhere else, where she didn't like how people were saying, like, she was yeah. getting down or she's too good for him. Mm-hmm. Um, because that... Maybe makes her feel some type of way. Yeah, definitely. Some type of like apprehension or like not anxiety, but um, she's probably gotten that a lot. Where Mm -hmm. she's gone out with guys, mentioned where she went to school, and then they're like, "Oh fuck," Mm -hmm. or you know, some people like it, some people are like, especially because she's on the West Coast and she went to Yale. Right. And Yale is like this worldwide famous school, Mm -hmm. and they've probably never been like even anywhere near Yale. (laughs) So that makes it even more like, oh, you went to Yale? Yeah. That sort of thing. Yeah. So yeah, so that uh, yeah, I totally got I got what she was saying yeah, there for sure. And what you say about the if when you go to a school and you say it out loud and people have a glimmer in your eye, mm-hmm. guys, I went through a phase where, and the forty-one-year-old broke this phase mm-hmm. where I was actively seeking yeah. men who did not have a higher education. That seems very strange to me. Because this entire phase, <laughs> I've been trying to coach her out of this, but this is what she was going through. Number one, I just got out of, at the time, dating a guy who was getting his um, master's in engineering, and he was a dick face. He was awful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I realized that education didn't matter as much to me as I thought it did. Okay. Then, secondly, I had a little bit of a fetish. 
Yep. A little bit of a fetish mm-hmm. for the thugs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and thug life like, fetish. Yeah, huh? And the guys a little, you know, have a little, a little rap sheet, you know? What? Guys Just a little dangerous. They're they not doing this. <laughs> <laughs> what? Guys, a little rap sheet? And I still do. It's, it still comes up. It still bubbles up. I just don't let it bubble over. I know, I know. <laughs> it's it's bad. Mm-hmm. It, it's it, I don't know what it is. Um, but yeah, so that's that's just one thing that I related to out of that conversation. So let's talk about your this thug fetish of yours. Let's let's explore. Because as you were going through this fetish, yeah, yeah, I was like, "Girl, what are you doing? Oh my god, I want better for you!" Yeah, yeah. Like, what are we doing here? Yeah. So, why were you opposed mm-hmm. to dating men who were like too educated? Um, I think because I was dating somebody or dated someone who was going after a second degree mm-hmm. and he was by far the worst man I've, and meanest man I've ever dated and also had a serious superiority complex because of his education. Okay, so that's what I wanted. So, it was rooted. A lot of it was rooted in his family values, but the secondary was his education. So when you were around him, he was making you feel some type of way about yourself as it relates to... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And so why did you think axing off men who have education <laughs> altogether. Like, what was it about dating, like, thugged out, like, yeah. you know, well, I think that color kind of guys, yeah. what, what did you feel like you would get it from them? Well, that's the whole thing, is that I was getting something from them out of dating somebody who was the complete opposite of that guy. It had nothing to do with, like, like, oh, I'm dating them because of this real ass reason. Like, oh, I'm dating them because they work a blue collar job and A, B, and C. I was dating them because I was using them as an escape from the last oh. one. Oh, okay. That makes yeah. sense now. Yep. So it was escapism a little bit. Definitely. Yeah. And just a rebellion mm-hmm. of like, especially because everybody wanted me to date this last guy. I wanted to rebel and be like, no, look, see, it's fine if you date somebody who hasn't went to college it's totally fine Mm -hmm. like I really wanted to rebel against that whole um narrative that was following me for so long with this last guy Mm. I wanted to just get rid of it it was a very selfish phase yeah and I'm glad that it wasn't really as fulfilled as I wanted it to be because I would have used a lot of people in a really negative way yikes Mm mm-hmm Interesting. Yeah, and I knew this was going on, but yeah. I was like, "Thug niggas definitely ain't shit." So <laughs> <laughs> you were riding hard, though. I was. Really oh my were. god, totally. I was like, "If you went to college, what are you?" Doing? <laughs> yeah. And you're like, "Wow, you had all the justification." I'm yeah. sitting in the corner, like, "Okay." Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And so, in dating someone who dating down, I guess. Okay. Yeah. And we're using this, you know, loosely, loosely dating down, I guess, educationally in this respect, someone who didn't go to college Mm -hmm. or, um, last guy who was very like blue collar. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever feel like intellectually you weren't like stimulated? Cause I feel like that's, let me just, cause I don't want people coming for me. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's the, when people say like, he has to have a college degree or he has Mm -hmm. to be, and their justification is always like, because I want to be able to have like deep, articulate, 
you know, intellectual yeah, conversations, conversations with them, which I'm someone who wants somebody with a college degree, but I know that you can have conversations right. with anybody yeah. about anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's not yeah. my argument, but that is an argument I've heard. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious, dating someone who was mm-hmm. without a college degree, a little mm-hmm. bit more blue collar, did you feel a lack of intellectual like curiosity or intellectual stimulation? Mm-hmm. Not at all. Okay. Um, I think it was one of the parts that he really appreciated about me and he was very vocal about that as well um which didn't make me feel like I was dating down okay and also made me feel like he wasn't um just underconfident about the fact that I went to college and he didn't Mm. um and he also asked me a lot of very intellectually stimulating questions about things that I enjoyed like he used to ask me about the beauty industry all the time very deep in-depth like questions Mm -hmm. about what it's like to be a black woman getting involved in the beauty industry and what's blogging like and Mm -hmm. the whole media behind it everything about that Mm -hmm. the guy who I dated who was getting a secondary degree did not give a fuck could care less Mm -hmm. and did not actively have that many intellectually stimulation stimulating conversations mm. with me because he felt superior and he went to a very top school yes he did wow okay so mm-hmm. you know and and also the other guy who i dated who went to double ivy was always like surprised by how much i knew ill right that's so great <laughs> And I, I mean, and he would turn you off from dating anybody who went to college. Period. Yeah, yeah. Like the way he acted. Yeah. Yikes. And um, like I didn't date him for that long, so it wasn't that you know serious. But he would turn into professor mode, like oh. real, real quick. And then I would say something. I would like fill in the blank, mm-hmm. and he would be like, "Oh, oh shit, oh shit, you know, oh, you read." Yes, <laughs> <laughs> bitch. Um. So I, so I don't necessarily feel like having a guy with no education is dating down I right. should say that yeah too. okay yeah yeah I don't feel that way at all yeah yeah no. yeah I would say the same yeah I feel like everyone mm-hmm. I've dated has gone to college for the most part yeah probably um but I've certainly met plenty of people who haven't mm-hmm. and are still I mean, even just conversation-wise, up to my part, like, up to Yeah, right. Yeah. So I wouldn't classify them as someone who's less than or, right. you know, I'm friending them. Like, lacking. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Absolutely not. Yeah. For me, in terms of, you know, setting my standards. And, yes, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, for me, bare minimum, I would like to date someone who also similarly went to college. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I also work in education, so right, higher education is important to me. Yeah, that would be kind of strange. It's one of your priorities. It's a priority for me. Yeah, um, and that is with like that is still while knowing that you don't have to go to college is not the only route for people to be successful. Mm, yeah, so I'm definitely open to people who have alternative like educational yeah. paths. Right, right, but. What I'm seeking at the moment mm-hmm. is someone who like similarly went to college. Where they went to college doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. The fact that I went to a very top college, mm-hmm. by virtue of that alone, I'm gonna be quote unquote dating down. Yeah, right. <laughs> no matter what, right. <laughs> Unless you went to like the other two the schools other, ahead of us. Yeah, like, yeah. So that's why like I can't have parameters on where they go to college, and generally mm-hmm. that's just like not important to me, anyways. Right. We do have a friend. Oh Lord, have mercy, <laughs> Jesus. 
You know I was going there. Yeah. We do have a friend, love her to death. But she has some strict standards. Oh my god. Like strict like the um what is the what are the people who do the college rating? Like US News and World Report. The World Report. Mm-hmm. Top ten. Yeah. I would say maybe, maybe. now it's expanded to top fifteen, twenty. Yeah, I would say she- Say she's open to like at least 25. Okay, yeah, okay, 25. 25. Yeah. All right, that's solid. But, but yeah, mm, there's 6,000 universities, problematic. So <laughs> <laughs> and she is someone who she's very educated, very, she yeah. got three degrees mm-hmm. all from top universities. Yep, bitch, you won't have to be dating down, <laughs> <laughs> you just are. Just you just are. That. But I think she's holding on to, she knows that, that mm-hmm. she's going to be, like, out-educationed everyone. Yeah, right. So yeah. he's holding on to, well, if I am going to, then... Then he's he got to go for one of these. Which, I mean, we've both tried to have conversations with her I on, know. like, why this is stupid. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think for her, I think she just got to change those standards. Yeah, definitely. Him. Because the guy who I dated who did not go to college taught me way more about relationships and myself than any guy who I've dated who has gone to college. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and to me, I guess maybe because I'm in my 20s still, mm-hmm. but for me, that was really important. Mm-hmm. Um, so to just cut somebody off right. because they don't have an education, and he was still educating himself in his field. Like, it wasn't like he right. wasn't ambitious in mm-hmm. what he was doing. Yeah, so yeah, that's that's definitely very important to me. Even if you didn't go to college, and you're still educating yourself on what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so for anyone to just cut somebody off at the knees like that, just because they didn't go to a school you know the name yeah, of, so... when there's six thousand colleges and universities, <laughs> there's so many that could, they're all great right. and they're all hard to get into and they're all expensive. Right, you're just limiting your applicant pool mm-hmm. like so. Like, making it so small. Yeah. And I think if, I mean, for women, particularly black women, because we've out-educated black men at this point, in yeah. terms of literally just sheer raw numbers yeah, of the number it. of us who yep. have, you know, bachelor degrees versus black men who don't, mm-hmm. um, that having those strict standards, as our friend does, just, mm-hmm. like, isn't going to work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> you agree. You have to be a little bit more open. But you also, before you enter into those you know, dating down scenarios, you mm-hmm. have to be fine with that within yourself because True. you will then enter into this relationship and you're going to start to feel resentment mm-hmm. if he's not making the same amount of money as you. Yep. Yeah. You right. Something from your, I don't know, from your college education and he doesn't right. know what, like, yeah. you're going to be yep. feeling mm-hmm. resentful. He, because men are very fragile nature, yeah. Yeah. is going to feel emasculated yep. and all the, so it's like go. You have to just, <laughs> and he'll also show it in the most microaggressive Aggressive ways. Ways. Oh, right. Y'all men are good for that. Mm-hmm. Y'all good for a microaggression. Mm-hmm. Oh my lord. So I think you have to speaking to our friend. <laughs> yeah. Have to get into a mindset where she's okay and accepting of the fact that you're going to quote unquote date down. Yes. In that, comes, in that way, yeah, yeah. In that way. When it comes to education or even financially. Yeah, right. Like, that's another big thing, too. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I work in education, so y'all know I'm not making <laughs> pots, not making pennies <laughs> in these streets. Got mad side hustles. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I I myself would mm-hmm. like to date somebody who makes more money than I do. Oh yeah. And I think it's not that hard. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so that's me. Definitely. And I second this. Thank you. Also because it's so easy. It's so easy because we make pennies. We make pennies and also black women, while we're educated and you know, we're employed and all of this stuff, we still make sixty three cents on the goddamn dollar. Mm-hmm. You make ninety two? I think black men make. Oh, black men. Yeah, because no. men be looking at out for each other no matter what. As yeah. soon as they start working, yeah, they they got at least one little ally. Yeah. Um, so it's just not difficult. That's right. why it's one of my requirements because it's not hard. What is making more money than me? Oh yeah, no, that's like, like very what? easy. <laughs> but I feel like if you're a woman who, like our friend who is yes, yeah, 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 yeah. making tons of money, yeah, or, mm-hmm. um. Yeah, if you're a woman who's going to be making a lot of money, <laughs> and the chance of you dating a guy who's making even more money, yeah. while that sounds right. ambitious and great, it might not be realistic, Yeah, then you will essentially financially be dating down. Dating down, yeah. And again, you just have to like be in that mindset and be resolute in that within yourself mm-hmm. before entering into that relationship, and yeah. all of a sudden the resentment and emasculation and all that shit arises. <laughs> Terrible. So, yeah. Interesting. Um... Agreed. Very interesting uh, concept. And my last story for this. Mm. One time, guys, I'm a Jack and Jiller, just so you know. Um, but one time at Jack and Jill conference, there was a man who got up to speak to all of us young ladies. I think we were in high school at the time, so everyone was 14 and 18, like between that age range. Mm. And he got up there and told us that we should date down because men need fixing. Get the fuck out of here. I will never forget that. How old were you? We were 14. Oh my god. We were anywhere horrifying. between 14 and 18 and he told a group of at least 100 young black women to date down. Wow. Could you imagine? And he was saying date down in what way? Like he, financially? Every way. You know? Financially, like mentally, emotionally, like, every way. Date Beautiful women with mad potential. Yeah. Please date our fucked up niggas who can't get their shit together. Yep. Yeah. What? Because they need fixing. Yeah. Yeah. To actively seek to date down. Seek to date down. He was like, if you want to get married, date down. Like, I remember this. He was like giving out marriage advice talking about dating down. That's crazy. To 14 year old women, Mm -hmm. I would tell them maintain your standards. I would tell you, you don't have no standards. You're 14. I mean, you're 14, but I'm <laughs> projected when you start to date, yeah. like that advice that you give them is yeah. like, maintain your standards. Mm-hmm. You don't have to dumb down for nobody. Nobody. Be out here and be your big, bad, beautiful self, mm-hmm. gaining all your credentials yeah. and accolades and whatever. And hopefully you meet somebody who is up to your same par. Yeah, hopefully. Um, That's always the goal. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. But you don't have to dumb yourself down or Mm -hmm. date down or whatever the hell he was saying. Mm -mm. Because just a no. (laughs) Nice for what what to these niggas. It's a no. Ugh. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I think it's how you, it's all how you carry yourself. Mm Mm-hmm. And, like, for Ari, you know, he was so intimidated mm-hmm. by Cien. Mm-hmm. That's his own personal problem. Right. <laughs> like, right. Cien is not doing anything Nothing. to intimidate you. But he very much put himself into the dating down, or she was dating down. Mm-hmm. He was dating up category because of the way he was treating the situation. Yeah. And just didn't have that confidence or 
She doesn't have appreciation for, okay, she's a great girl who went to a great school. Right. Next, what's up? What else? Right. Okay, so speaking of knowing our standards, um, another theme from Ari's season was trusting your intuition. We had an entire episode dedicated to Jacqueline. Shout out to Jacqueline. Shout out to Jacqueline, (laughs) who was not feeling it and trusted her gut and bounced <laughs> in a real dramatic way uh, obviously because it's a bachelor uh-huh. but she that was her gut to say she was sobbing the whole way through yeah but she did it mm-hmm. because she knew she, she knew. knew she had to go get that phd and no one was gonna stop her mm-hmm. she was trusting a feeling because even yeah. as you said like when she was leaving she was crying mm-hmm. and she left almost right after their one-on-one date yeah which was like yep. fine like things went well <laughs> right i mean they had the conversation about her getting phd and things like that but mm-hmm. generally all was looking well mm-hmm. but that good feeling yeah that intuition mm-hmm. that shit you can't shake that yeah you really can't especially when you're sitting in a house with no cell phone and no other friends besides these fucking producers and these other girls dating this man right and you're like oh my god like i like him i guess but it's not that serious <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. And they were in Paris. Like, it was a lot. It was yeah. a lot of elements that were against her, and mm-hmm. she trusted that gut and yeah. went with it. Yeah, absolutely. Which is dope. Mm-hmm. Now, versus Kendall, <laughs> oh, God. who was forcing it the whole time. She knew this nigga, wasn't it? Oh, my God. She knew. She knew her cousin, her cousin, her twin, <laughs> her twin. twin. As soon as they walked in the door, she knew this wasn't nope. it. Nope. She was like, nah, this ain't it. it this ain't not it. Yeah. And Kendall just kept riding along. Mm-hmm. She had the intuition. She knew. She did. Not only did she have the intuition, but she was testing him. Remember when they were stuffing the rats? And oh, she God. was like, <laughs> I just I don't want that. somebody who thinks that I'm like a quirky, you oh, know, yeah. like character. And that's why they're dating me. Mm-hmm. And he was like, but I like that you're a quirky, quirky character. Like, like oh, you just failed the goddamn test. F. <laughs> F. Yep. And she was like, oh, I guess that's a fine answer. And kept going. And kept going. She should have just left right then. Kendall's really forcing it. Yeah. Ignoring all signs. And I feel like most, I mean, we're hard on Kendall, but mm-hmm. most people are Kendall. Yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Most of the time, the, the red flags are waving high. <laughs> and you are still sitting there like, nope, because you really love this person, or you yeah. really like them, or you really enjoy their company, or you like the attention. Like, there's so many. Yeah reasons mm-hmm. and you just push through mm-hmm. and then you just learn the lesson at the end when it crashes and burns right because it, it does, does. <laughs> oh jeez. and i feel like with women we have an intuition that is unbeatable mm. like we know when something's going wrong oh, yeah and when you are not feeling it and you should get out of the situation mm-hmm. um and now this is this whole podcast has been leading up to the story mm-hmm. so I dated a guy who I knew forever, right? My whole, like, teenage life. And in our early 20s, we started, like, dating heavy, right? Like, seeing each other a lot during the summer and all this other stuff. He was, is very educated, had a great path ahead of him, and as everyone would tell me, would be a great provider Mm. and um, would probably be a great dad. I'm sure he would be. He's one of those people who would probably be a great dad and a terrible husband. 
people were saying this as you guys were dating in your early 20s? Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. People were like, hold on to this one. He's a good provider. He's a good one. He'll be He's a like good 25. provider. Who the fuck is thinking about that? Yep. Okay. And I flew to another state mm-hmm. that I could not Uber back right. to New Jersey. Trapped. And I was trapped with him for, what, three days, I guess? And my intuition was going bananas the entire time. It was by far the worst trip I've ever had in my life. Oh, it was horrible. I realized his true colors almost immediately as I landed. Mm. Um, and I did not trust my intuition. I should have never gone. No. I should have never gone on that trip. Yeah. And just like how you said it crashes and burn, when I tell you that crash, it was like a car... <laughs> It was like a Porsche going 90 miles an hour into a brick wall. That is how bad it crashed. Um, Now, I ended up ruining his life. But! (laughs) (laughs) But anyway! Uh, Just saying, I won. But! um, Why were you ignoring the signs? Because everyone, people who were way older than me, were telling me, like, oh, no, you need to go for it. You need to hang on to him, blah, 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 blah. And so I kept ignoring all these signs that were so obvious to me mm-hmm. when it was just me and him. I kept ignoring that sort of, um, almost ignoring that relationship that was just me and him. Yeah. I kept going off of, like, yeah, but this person who means a lot to me said that it would be fine. Mm. And this other person who knows a lot about relationships said that he would be great. Mm. And so and I These just, are people who are in successful relationships themselves? Y- yes and no, both. Okay. Um, Don't take advice from people in non-successful relationships, <laughs> y'all. Just put that out there. Remember who you got your advice from. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. Um, and so ignoring, that was a big, big lesson, ignoring my intuition. Mm. Because I ignored it and I had to learn the hard way. Yeah. It was tough. Yeah, your intuition really just. Oh my God. Screaming. Oh my God. Screaming. It's so hard to trust it though when you have your own, um, your own like free will. Right. (laughs) Right. And like you still want to do what you want to do. Yeah. And I feel like humans are just like conditioned to do that. Just like always take the Mm -hmm. hardest route. Yeah. Because we just want to experience it for ourselves. Yeah. And then we crash and burn. It's like, fuck, all right. Well, at least I got a lesson out of it. Right. Right. Really, you could have avoided the whole damn thing. Exactly. And learned the lesson some other way. Yeah. But yeah, trusting your intuition can be hard. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, so Justine knows I'm obsessed with personality tests. Yes. Specifically. The MBTI, the Myers Briggs. Mm-hmm. If you guys, you know, don't know what that is, Google it. Take yeah, the test. take it. Um, it tells you a lot about yourself, how you interact with the world. Mm-hmm. It measures who you are in like four key areas, um, and then gives you like your letters essentially. Mm-hmm. So my letters are INFJ. INFJ. Mm-hmm. I stands for introversion, so I'm more of an introvert. I, you know, I get more of my energy being by myself. Mm-hmm. N stands for intuition. So mm-hmm. this um, letter is supposed to tell you how you kind of like process the world and process mm. information. Mm. So okay. it's either you kind of follow your instincts mm-hmm. or the opposing letter is S, like you kind of need tangible things in front of you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and then F, how you make decisions, whether mm-hmm. it's through feeling or thinking, mm-hmm. F versus T. And then J stands for judging, which 
is not I'm judgmental. It's <laughs> how you kind of like order your life. Oh, Jays okay. are very orderly mm-hmm. and like plans. P's for perceiving are people who are a little bit more spontaneous. Damn. That's that really is you. That's MBTI in a nutshell. But yes, I'm a textbook INFJ. Yeah. yeah. If you are curious about who I am at my core, read any profile on INFJs. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and there she is. Literally, there I am. It's yeah. very freaky. If you like personality tests and stuff, this is one that I think is very spot on for mm-hmm. most people. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, for my Myers-Briggs, my most dominant function mm-hmm. is my introverted intuition. So the IN mm-hmm. is like mm-hmm. a very huge part of who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and INFJs tend to have like very strong intuition. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have intuition, but like we're able to kind of pick up on feel out situations and people and pick up on people's emotions mm. also. Um, not to say whether we follow it or not, but <laughs> <laughs> I can figure out fairly early. Not just in a date whether I like the person or not, but yeah. I can kind of feel whether the person's feeling me. Yeah, right. Um, very easily. And yeah, I have the intuition. I definitely feel it and recognize it. Mm-hmm. Don't always follow it. Mm-hmm. Because as I keep saying, it's very hard to follow your intuition mm-hmm. when you really like someone. Back to German again. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. I knew deep down yeah. he was not it. Mm-hmm. Like taking out with him though. Yeah, it right. It was fun. We're into like the same thing. Mm-hmm. It was very easy to hang out with this person. Mm-hmm. Although I probably should have cut him out a little bit sooner. Mm-hmm. He ended up being a fuck nigga on me. Mm-hmm. I wish I had cut it off a lot sooner. But I think watching Ari season, <laughs> we need to take a page from Jacqueline. Oh my god, yeah. And trust our guts a little bit more. Yeah, definitely. When you're not feeling it, get out. Yeah. Or change course mm-hmm. or friend zone that guy. Yeah. Or do what you gotta do. Because another one is coming. Yeah. Like, someone else is someone else is, is right. behind you. Right. And I say this specifically to a lot of our listeners who are in the South who are unmarried mm-hmm. and a lot of their friends are married. Mm-hmm. And y'all know your friends are married to ain't shit ass niggas. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. But you may be kind of lonely in your spot right now where you are in life. Mm. Don't worry about it. Right. So, moving into our last theme. Our last theme, my favorite. <laughs> favorite. Talk about beauty and hair. So many. <laughs> I mean, some epic ones at that. Mm-hmm. Mikkel and Lauren G. Yeah, some of the best bundles. Cien mm-hmm. got her clip-ins oh my on God, Amazon. Amazon clip-ins. <laughs> like people are literally running out to get clip-ins yeah. for the show, which yeah. is just that was in itself was interesting. Mm-hmm. Just how, as women, we go about creating images of ourselves to attract men in some ways. That and also for people to see us on TV, the way that we really look. Mm-hmm. Because I think at like Cien's hair, you couldn't really tell when there were clip-ins or not. Mm-hmm. But she just wanted to make sure that when you saw her, she looked exactly like how she did in real life. Yeah. And a lot of the time, when you go on TV, your hair looks thinner, your pores look bigger, your skin looks <laughs> oilier. Like it's just distorts yeah. you. Yeah. Well, she she wanted to have clip-ins that were like very natural. Some yeah. girls though, they're trying oh, to look no. like a whole other person. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Like literally a different person. Yep. Because mm-hmm. of this image in our head. I mean, the reason why all these women have 
long ass clip-ins is this image that men like longer long hair. Long hair. Yep. Point blank period. You can't say nothing else. Yep. I'm sure you all like your clip-ins for yourself, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But one of the, the, the reasons is also because men For the reasons like especially hair, for this girl, supposedly. these girls. Yes. Men like longer hair. Right, right. Yeah. Um. So that was just a definitely a theme of our podcast. Yeah. Was pointing out people's bundles. Definitely. Um. It was interesting that they had Becca, mm-hmm. Becca M, first yep. girl with very short hair, mm-hmm. like a little pixie cut. Um, and it made her stand out. Mm-hmm. Like, just that was a topic of several think pieces <laughs> after the first airing of The Bachelor. It's like, who's the girl with the short hair? Yeah, let's talk about hair in The Bachelor. Like, it was a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it definitely added to her persona as mm-hmm. you know, being a little bit more bold and confident, and yeah. like, you know, to rock that short hair because you have to. You gotta rock that with some confidence. You gotta. Yeah, you can't walk in all meek and no. especially when you're with girls with thirty inch bundles. Right. So, hair was definitely. I mean, hair. We could do a whole podcast just on hair. We really could. Hair is really just an interesting thing yeah. as it relates to dating and women and how you feel and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Um, but it was definitely like a big theme of the podcast mm-hmm. or of Ari season. Um, I would also say. As it relates to, I guess, just like beauty, image, all of that stuff, is, you know, all the girls with their dresses and their gowns, mm-hmm. and like we were very critical mm-hmm. of like what people had on. Like she showed a little bit more leg, take her hair down, blah, 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 blah. Which, it, c- it could be unfair. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for a girl that just rolls up in her pajamas. <laughs> Every rose ceremony, she's sitting there with her sweatpants, hair yeah. tied, she don't want no makeup on, <laughs> and it's just rocking that in her truth mm-hmm. instead of, you know, all the gowns and the dresses, mm-hmm. you got up your legs and your boobs, and it's just so much that goes into as a woman, <laughs> like, yeah. trying to attract a man, mm-hmm. and of course, feeling beautiful in your own, you know, route as well, mm-hmm. but there's also that extra layer that we cannot all deny. Right. Oh, that yeah. That we trying to be out here attracting men, mm-hmm. and guys like allegedly long hair Mm -hmm. you know boobs out legs showing all that stuff yeah and so that plays out just so interestingly on the bachelor Mm -hmm. just watching yeah not just this season the bachelor on the bachelor in general just like women and just you're seeing it at its extreme level yeah you know the lengths that we quote-unquote have to go to to well and somebody i guess the beauty story as the years go by because as we watched back, um, like Sean's season, even Emily for Emily's season, I was like, oh my God, look how thin the eyebrows were. Yeah. Look how not a whole lot of girls had clippings that were longer than their natural hair. Mm-hmm. They may have had clippings that were like the same length, mm-hmm. but you could probably see the track. I mean, a, a mess. mess. Yeah. A mess. <laughs> but now that women have so much are self-taught mm. on so much more, the mm-hmm. expectation is now higher. Yeah for how you look yeah that's true um so these girls are looking to be towing the line of like oh my god amazing she's gorgeous and is that a man <laughs> what you, t- you tend to dance on the line oh god you dance on the line what do you mean a man like is this a drag queen oh like a drag queen is mm-hmm. that a drag queen okay yep yeah mm-hmm. Yeah, we're getting it's because we're in the age of like Instagram, yeah, makeup Instagram tutorials, beauty. and everyone is doing the absolute most. And, and yes, it becomes a little bit drag when yeah you are a regular ass human being, 
going on a date, you don't need. You don't need. An you're Instagram not on stage doing a drag this. show. You don't need all nope. of this makeup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Yikes. So yeah, dating for me, mm-hmm. as it relates to hair, has been very interesting. Mm. Um, dating. So I've gone natural in the last two years or so. Okay. Could be longer. So I was wigs and weave queen. Yep. Since pretty much junior year of college. Mm-hmm. Um, and I eventually decided, like, I'm not going to perm my hair anymore and kind of transition to natural. Um, but I was still wearing wigs and weaves and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But over the last two years, I've been wearing out my hair natural, which has been just a journey within itself. Mm-hmm. Um, like a self-image journey. Self-image journey. Yeah. And, yeah, mainly self-image journey. Mm-hmm. The natural hair journey is no joke. Yeah. Just learning how to find yourself beautiful in your own hair and just literally learning how to do your hair, mm-hmm. which is yeah. something that I hadn't had to deal with ever because right. I was always permed. And we're too old to like sit down in between our mom's legs. Right. So <laughs> yeah, literally at the age of 26, I was learning how to do my own hair, mm-hmm. which is wild. Um, but natural hair with dating has been very, very interesting. Mm-hmm. I've noticed some clear like pros and cons. And both of them. we could even preview sure. for next episode mm. that the uh, race of men that mm. you usually go on dates on. Mm. Mm-hmm. Not even like your preference. Right. But you usually go out with white guys. I've dated a lot of white guys. Yeah. Yep. And so natural hair has been interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or not even just hair in general has been interesting. Yeah. So one of the pros I've noticed um, since I've turned natural and doing like this online dating foolishness is... As soon as I started wearing my hair natural, I changed mm-hmm. my photos mm-hmm. to represent how I look now. So right. My picture of my long, straight weave that had to go because <laughs> that wasn't how I looked. And I notice now that when I match with someone, mm-hmm. I feel better about it. Yeah. Because I feel like yeah. they're actually swiping on, like, they're seeing me mm-hmm. and they're swiping right on me and my natural self and not swiping right on hair. Yeah. Because I, for many years, wore, like, long you know, Brazilian hair, mm-hmm. or I used to have this big curly Brazilian wig. Like, I looked like, oh my god, I got a lot of compliments on the hair. Yeah. Because people thought, oh, this, you know, beautiful girl with this great, like, big hair looks mm-hmm. awesome, blah, blah, blah. Um, but now that the hair is gone, like, I'm not relying on that hair anymore. And it's almost like a different girl. Yeah, it's me. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. fully 100% me. So when I match with people, I definitely feel better within myself yeah. about it. Right. If that makes, like, any sense what I'm yeah. saying right now. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And you feel better about the guy, right? I feel better like... about the guy as well. Yeah. I go into it knowing that he swiped on me and how mm-hmm. I look and my hair and all that and not swiping on, oh, she's, you know, she's pretty, but, ooh, that hair is so different, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's one thing I've definitely noticed. Another pro of dating um, with natural hair Definitely as it relates to dating, like, white men. Mm-hmm. Um, is not having to have that moment where you explain how your hair is fake. <laughs> Which we're going to talk more about definitely in the next episode. Yeah. We'll dive into interracial dating. Yeah. But that has definitely come up. There's always the conversation. Mm-hmm. And not even with just white guys. Even black guys, too. Oh, yeah. Because black guys, are, of course, they're more aware of weaves and things yeah, like that. But they definitely. still don't know how the fuck this shit works. Nope. So I've had conversations with them, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shock and amazement. Oh, that's not your hair. And this and that and that and that and this. So with natural hair, it's just my hair. Mm-hmm. And that's that. There's no conversation. There's yeah. no talk about it. 
I mean, there's still conversation because natural hair still people want to know like how does it do this or right. But I haven't done that. I don't. I haven't done that since I've um, turned natural. Okay. So I say those are some of the, the two pros. Mm-hmm. Now a big con of dating with natural hair. Mm-hmm. And please email if yes. there are other naturalistas out there who have dealt with this because I just think this is funny slash annoying. In setting up dates with natural hair, it takes much more advanced planning and mm-hmm. work on my part. And I'll explain. For me, I do twist outs mm-hmm. a fair bit. My day two and day three twist outs mm-hmm. are generally how it looks the best. Mm-hmm. Which means if it's a Wednesday and a guy's trying to arrange a date and he says, let's meet on Friday, that means that night I have to wash my hair. <laughs> And when you say the best, you mean it has the most defined curl? Yes. Okay. The, well, not uh, on day two and three, it's a little bit more stretched out. Okay. I have yeah, 4C yeah, yeah. hair, y'all, so it is tough. Yeah. <laughs> like, literally, the texture is very tough. Yeah. So I have a lot of shrinkage, mm-hmm. and usually by day two and three, it's a little bit more stretched, stretched out, out, so you can see the curl a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say I don't like my day one, but for going on a date, I would feel more comfortable with a day two or three. Yeah, no, I definitely get that because that's also a lie. If your hair is shrunk up, it's right. not its like real potential. But I thank you, <laughs> thank you, Justine. Yeah, feeling better about yeah, myself. Definitely. <laughs> so, so yeah, so that's a real thing. Mm-hmm. If I'm mid messaging on one of these goddamn apps with somebody, and he suddenly is like, "Oh, let's meet on Friday," and it's Wednesday, that means I have to hop in the shower at yep. that moment and do my damn hair. So I could twist it. Tuesday's day one, Ooh. Friday day two, I'm good to go. <laughs> And it sounds ridiculous, but I've definitely had to do that. Yeah. Just I because I, I want to feel like my best self. Right. Oh, and yeah. so with natural hair, it just takes, takes a lot of planning. I'm definitely not a wash and go kind of girl, so I have to do some styling to it to get so it to... So you never said, fuck it, and just put a turban on? To go on a date? Yeah. I wouldn't feel like my best self. Because mm. <laughs> mm. I feel like I'm, I'm wrapping my hair under a scarf for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> because it looks like shit, so... Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, sometimes you twist out doesn't look good. Yeah. Sometimes you're not feeling. And then what do you do? What do you do? You're just there. Yeah. You just gotta rock it. Because mm-hmm. what can you do? Yeah. But yeah, natural hair has been just a journey within mm-hmm. itself. But with dating, it is definitely a thing. Mm-hmm. Like 100%. Yeah, I haven't had any of those struggles. I have relaxed hair, guys. Um, I'm about to not, girl. I'm about to be natural. I haven't gotten a relaxer in six months. Um, But I just haven't had that same struggle for the reason that I don't want to struggle with hair in particular. Mm -hmm. I'm much more of a face and skin girl. So you're into like the beauty. So give us your beauty challenges. Yeah. So I'm into the makeup, guys. Heavy. Hardcore. Have been since I was five. Been wearing makeup. Um... And I just love it. And I don't feel my full, complete self. Not even my best self. I don't feel my complete self unless I got some kind of makeup on. Mm. Um, and that has nothing to do with me not liking the way that my face looks. I think it has everything to do with the fact that I do like the way that my face looks. Mm-hmm. And that I want to present myself with my like Xena warrior princess mask on my face like mm. this is the way that the best way that I protect myself like and I'm like the complete opposite yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I am like oh yeah. natural yeah. from the hair to the face. Like I'm definitely a mascara and lip gloss girl. Oh god, I hate it so much. Oh my god. Um, which is why I asked you about the turban because mm. I would totally rock the turban because I'm a face girl. Mm. You wouldn't even have to pay attention to my hair. Because oh, if I'm on a first okay. date, first of all, you're not unwrapping my turban. That's first of all. And then secondly, I, there's so much going on mm. with the moneymaker that it wouldn't even, it wouldn't even bother that me. That is really interesting. Yeah. Because I'm the complete opposite. Like, my hair has to be on point, mm-hmm. and I can go on a date for sure without makeup and feel <gasps> fine. I don't think I have. Oh my God. But I'm also not very a makeup person, so if something happened, like my makeup bag I was missing, I'd be like, mm-hmm. all right, well, my hair looks good. Oh, Let's go. Oh, my God. <laughs> I would die. Wow. I would die. You guys, you should see what I have in my purse just to carry around with me. Um, and that being said, I think going back to Ashley on Ari season, who had very minimal makeup mm-hmm. and looked gorgeous, and also is doing a trend that a lot of people now are doing, which is the, I think it's called the boy look, I think it's mm-hmm. called. So Ashley brought that out first. Um... And there were, again, whole think pieces written about Ashley's minimal makeup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, just because she was on TV and she was also trying to attract a man. And usually men will notice if you have makeup on. No man besides my father and my brother in the history of life. Oh, and Will, my ex-roommate, um, has seen me without makeup. I just won't allow it. Why? I won't allow it. Why? Because it is, like I said, my protection. Against what? Against anything. Anything that might come my way. The makeup? Yes. What would come your way? I don't... It's just... Well, first of all, it's like part of my spirit and my soul. Mm -hmm. And it always has been. So for me to go without it is like me going out without a piece of me. So you feel like vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I feel like I would be nerve-wracked if I spent our whole relationship mm-hmm. or courtship or whatever always made up. And then that day where I'm going to show him, like, to me, it'd be, like, a reveal. <laughs> yeah. Something I would have to, like, prep myself for. Mm. And really, it's just, you're just showing your face. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's not, it wouldn't even be a reveal. It would just be a silent thing for me. Because <laughs> he wouldn't notice. And... Right. He probably wouldn't notice. He wouldn't notice. But right. for me, I'd be like, you saw me without and then are you going to be Next mad if he marriage. doesn't notice? If he doesn't say no, something? No, 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 no. This is, this is literally just for me. Okay. That I am like letting a guy see me without this, my warrior mask on that I put on for everybody else. Mm-hmm. He gets to see me without it. Mm. What a privilege. True. Right? That's true. Yeah. Because for you, that is like an area of like vulnerability. Mm-hmm. So you're being vulnerable in that moment. Right. Mm. Which is a privilege for a man who dates me to get. Okay. And I don't think any man that I've dated has deserved such a privilege. So, hmm. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Interesting Mm -hmm. themes here. I know. Well, our season was a fucking dud. Flop. There there was some good stuff that came up from it. At Uh least some good themes that hopefully you guys related to and... Now you know a little bit too much about us. Yes, yeah, you guys know a lot about us. So please email us your thoughts. Yeah. Your stories. Email us your standards. Shoot, make a list. Yeah, what are your standards? Have you 
quote unquote dated down before yeah, in yeah. any of the realms physically. I would love to know someone who dated down like physically. Oh like, you're yeah. beautiful and you dated a fucking leper or something. <laughs> I would love to know that. Right. Um, your thoughts on hair and dating. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts on intergenerational, intergenerational dating. dating. Anybody out here like me? Yes. Have you dated an unconfident man before? Yikes. Have you never trusted your intuition and need yeah. advice? Like, yeah. please email us your thoughts. Our email is the number two black girls, the number one rose at Gmail. And you can always interact with us on Twitter as well. You can always tweet us. I love reading the tweets during the day. They're so fun. Yes. And our Twitter handle is the number two black BLK <laughs> yeah. girls. One, the number one, Rose, yep. is our handle. Yes. So we'll be back next week, guys. We're going to dive into another... Some more themes. New themes from Ari season. Yep. Um, and hope you enjoyed it. I know. Hope you loved it. Yep. All right, bye. See you next week. Bye. Hey, folks. I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait, is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.